So for a while now we've been talking about um, God's training and we want to wrap that up today. And today we want to look at which part of us God focuses on when he's training us. Hallelujah. And what we can do to ensure that his training is effective. Praise the Lord. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 2 from verse 12 to verse 13. That wherefore my beloved as you have always obeyed. Not as in my presence only. But now much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That means that you have a certain responsibility. Hallelujah. Regarding your salvation. Hallelujah. There's, some, there's, 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 there's something about your salvation that you must ensure happens. The Bible says work it out with fear and trembling. That means that you, you do it with a sense of uh, awe. A sense of urgency and a sense of the consequences of failing to do what is needed regarding your salvation. You must be aware. Hallelujah. And then verse 13 says, For it is God who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Hallelujah. So, Verse 12 says that you work out your salvation. Verse 13, it says that God is at work in you. Hallelujah. So while God is working in you, you also have a responsibility towards the work he is doing in you. Hallelujah. So God is at work in you. To produce... His will in you and out of you. That his pleasure concerning you will be realized. Hallelujah. Amen. So, where is it that God is working in you? Hallelujah. God is working in your heart. There's a part of a human being that the Bible calls the heart. And when the Bible speaks of the heart, the Bible is not referring to the blood pump that you have in your chest. Hallelujah. Amen. There's a part of you, it's actually not easy to define. Hallelujah. Sometimes people think the heart is the spirit. 
Sometimes people think the heart is the soul. Hallelujah. But when you look at what the Bible says about the heart, you will see that it sort of cuts across or it intersects the spirit, the soul, and even the senses of the body. Hallelujah. For example, in Romans 2.29, the Bible says that, but he is a Jew, which is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit. So the Bible here says that the heart is what? In the spirit. In the Ahano Bible, the Akumano, or Kasafa, Hallelujah. And then you go to um, Proverbs 6.25. It says, Last not after her beauty in your heart. Hallelujah. Last not after her beauty in your heart. It means that, you see, when a man, this is talking about sexual attraction. Sexual attraction is not a spiritual thing. Can we all agree on that? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That's a very accurate translation. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor. <laughs> you see, so the same heart has a spiritual part, and then there's also a part which enables a man to desire a woman whether rightfully or wrongfully. Leviticus 1917 says, You shall not hate your brother in your heart. So the same heart is able to hate. Possess emotions. As the Bible creates or Kasafa, Mongols and the man ten obi or Wakum, Akumakria, Obitum, or the ten obi. Are you following? In the same heart, also, Bible says that you can think in your heart. Bible may actually ask Akumakria, Subotum, Aginuum. Matthew 9 for Jesus, it says, and Jesus knowing their thoughts said, why do you think evil in your heart? Yesu Christo su obisam krofunide pantina mojuna adwenbon wo makumam. So I'm, I'm I'm pointing all this out to 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 make the point that the heart is a complex thing. Merkeina mamwe hunde se wo kasafa akuma ho a oye bia oye kese. Hallelujah. So um let's let's not oversimplify the heart. But the heart is of great importance to God and that is what he focuses on when God is, is, chooses to mold you. It is your heart that he's, he's molding and working on. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's go back, please, to Deuteronomy 8 that we were reading last Sunday and look at verse 2. 
Deuteronomy 8 verse 2. It says, And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. So, Bible here is pointing out that whether you as a human being will obey God or not is in your heart. Bible opede yet ya side so owu inyipa epede ye suti ma nyankopon na pede ye aso dintie nyankopon na ninyina ojina wa komado hallelujah your 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 heart when you see bible says that he wanted to to to, to look in their heart to see whether they would obey him or not in the bible me yenguda nyankopon tin no kono show so what is in your heart determines whether you will follow and obey God and do his will or not. And this one of the major reasons that God's focus is the heart. So the Bible says the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are perfect towards him. It's the heart that he's considering. Hallelujah. So, this morning we want to uh, understand the heart a bit better. Because if that is where God is focusing, then it must, it must, it must get our attention. Hallelujah. So, let's quickly... Um, Look at a few things uh, regarding the heart. First one is that your heart will determine your end. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 17, verses 9 and 10, it says that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of of his doing. So the Bible says that when God is going to assess your life, if God is going to judge you, if God is going to examine you, where he's going to look is your heart. Now the heart may refuse to yield to God's instruction. If we go to Romans chapter 2 verse 5, the Bible says that, but after thy hardness and impenitent heart, you treasure out for yourself wrath against the day of wrath and the righteous judgment of God. The Bible says that the, 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 the heart can enter into a state where it resists God's instruction. And when that begins to happen, all that you are doing is that you are now beginning to store up judgment for yourself, like the way you know you, you store food in your house. 
all right? Or you, you store uh, building materials. So you, you are storing up wrath and judgment for a certain day that is to come. I say, I'm going to go to my now I'm crazy and I'm going to Hallelujah. So now let's look at the character of the heart. The first thing we want to see is that the heart is capable of locating itself or situating itself at a particular place. Hallelujah. Jesus said, Where your treasure is, that is in Matthew 6 21. Matthew chapter 6, verse 21 says, Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. I say, Akumano, Otumu, Onankasa, Odinepe, Odinufufu, Odite, baby, Ope. So, if, for example, as you are sitting here, you've left some big money under your bed, and that money is, is, is serious money to you, you say, You may be here in church as if you are listening to preaching, but your heart is under your bed. Where you left the money. I say, yeah, I'm funny there. It was Sikabia Numu Yedrisha won't pass it. Ibia Tinehena, Wakuma, Onyha, Akumanon Tades, and Yankupona, some Nemum, Akumanu baby, I was a friend, I woke on you, baby, I see Kanuano in Husa, or Bibo Kaka for Sikana, and I be one Akumano, where if you have a do. So you can be here, but your heart can be at another place. Hallelujah. So the heart is a very special uh, part of your human of your of your constitution. It's like you you if you you, you struggle that you've got visa, you're going to travel. You may be here today, but your heart is where your passport is hiding inside your house. Hallelujah. So in Second Kings chapter five, verse twenty-six, Elisha said to his servant, "When you went to collect the money, you were not supposed." He said, "My heart went with you." Because Elisha's heart was seeking to protect God's honor. And so when his servant went and performed that action that dishonored God, Elisha's heart was moved to go and check out what was going on over there. Praise the Lord. Amen. So this morning, where is your heart? Your heart may not be here. Some of the young men, your heart is in a young lady you have seen. In her house. As you are sitting here, your heart is in her house. Uh, are you understanding? Your heart is... You, say, now you are there, you feel like somebody is there, but you can't see anybody. Maybe somebody's heart has come there. Okay, I won't go in that direction. Hallelujah. 
Number two, the heart is a store. It's like a warehouse. It has storage capacity. So the heart can store things. Jesus said in Luke 6.45 A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth that which is evil. So Jesus thought that the heart can store things. And based on what the heart has stored that is what it will produce. So Daniel 7.28 says that, but I kept the matter in my heart. Daniel said certain things that he encountered, he said he kept them in his heart. And Luke 2.51, Mary, the Bible says that she kept all these things in her heart. So this morning, another question to consider is, what are you storing in your heart? Some of us, we are storing bitterness. You are angry with somebody. You say you never forgive. So, your heart is full of bitterness. Praise the Lord. Amen. The third one is that the heart always has an orientation or a direction it's pointing in. The heart always has an orientation or a direction that is pointed in. Hallelujah. Amen. So the heart can be turned from pointing in one way to pointing in another way. So in Luke one seventeen, the Bible says that, and he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias or Elijah. That is talking about John the Baptist to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. In the Bible or Kasafa, Akmanu Utum Oshahan Oshahan Osende, Na Nyankupan, the John the Baptist man, Zan Obeinde, Oba Oba Chi Mbanu Akuma Efi Brachu Abba Ejano. Hallelujah. Amen. Number four. So, because of number three, number four is the heart can move towards God or away from God. 
enti akuma no otum okwa nanyim de orokwa nyankopan nchen anaso otum dan no hoda orko bibi fofor nchen Jeremiah 17:5 says that curse is the one whose heart departs from the Lord. That means your heart is walking away from God. Hallelujah. Amen. Number five. The heart is capable of searching things out. The heart has the ability to investigate, to interrogate, to search out a matter. Na akubeya adokroso wa kumano huwa otumi yanyide otumi shishendemem otumi shishendemem otumi shishendemem Let's please write down Jeremiah 29.13 Jeremiah 29.13 and Ecclesiastes 7 verse 25 Hallelujah Jeremiah 29.13 and Ecclesiastes 7 verse 25 Now let's go to number 6 Number 6 The heart needs to be instructed so proverbs 23 12 says i apply your heart unto instruction and your ears to the words of knowledge it means that if you don't yield your heart to, to, to be instructed in the right way, see, something else will instruct your heart in a way that will lead to death. Hallelujah. Now, that, that is the character of the heart. Now, let's look at the state your heart can be in. Hallelujah. Because your heart can be in a good state or in a bad state. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us that, number one, the heart can be hard or soft. Ezekiel 37, 36, sorry. Ezekiel chapter 36 from verse 26 to verse 27. You see, the reason why it's important that the heart be soft is because God is seeking to mold it. And so if it's not soft, then he, 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 you know, it has to be broken before it can be molded. You see, when a potter is going to work with clay and the clay is hard, he will crush the clay. He will use something hard to crush the clay and then soak it in water for days before he can use it. So if you if you if you have a hard heart, all right, then God must crush you 
crush your heart before he can begin to mold it. And that crushing process will be extremely painful. That is... Hallelujah. That's why the Bible says that God will not reject a broken heart. It's not talking about your girlfriend disappointed you and you got broken heart. That's not what he's saying. He's talking about a heart that has been crushed. Because that one he can use. So if you consider, if you read the story of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, in the time of Moses, the Bible says that his heart was hard. And when Moses came to him first and said, Jehovah, the God of the Jews has sent me to tell you that let his people go. He, he, he asked Moses, that, who, who is he that I should listen to him? Because they have believed that Pharaoh himself was a god. So another god should not be giving him instructions. Then God told Moses, you wait and see. And God began to break the heart. He used ten things to break his heart. By the time God's hammer came down, number ten, Pharaoh said, Go, and when you go, pray for me. The God that he said that who is see that is now he's asking for prayers from that God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. The second state is that the heart can be wise or foolish. So, um, in Exodus 36, verse 2, the Bible talks about wise hearted men. In the Bible, Says Moses called Bezalel and Aholiab and every wise hearted man in whose heart the Lord had put wisdom, even everyone whose heart stirred him up to come unto the work to do it. 
de nyankopo ma akoma onyi minyansa na adzukra ye hu fada ma akoma no ide oye akoma odi no obra no hwase de nyankopo odi be ye na adwuma hallelujah amen let's write down first kings 3 verse 12 first kings 3 verse 12 where god spoke to um, solomon about giving him a wise heart now the foolish heart Romans 1.21 He said, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. I see. Now, on that day, when you mean your uncle, now so, what's sin? Kitsu, when I dream in there, one send your uncle, and any mean your mother. Hallelujah. Amen. You must not have a foolish heart. And I'll explain what the Bible means. When, you, when we call somebody a fool, it's not the same as what the Bible calls a fool. You see, let's look at an example. Deuteronomy 32 verse 6 says, Do ye thus Requite or repay the Lord, O foolish people and unwise. Is not he thy father that has bought thee, and has he not made thee and established thee? So here he's talking to the people of Israel and says that the way you are treating God is not the way he must be treated. And that, because of the way you are treating God, it indicates that foolishness has entered you. I see. No, okay, yeah. Israel for a corner money and coupon refadu in a money in an answer. Near corner or there, or fadu one in your coupon answer. None of them old them subani edino or trade more akuma or yet quasia akuma. You see, in the Bible, when the Bible talks about fools or calls something foolish, it is always in the context of relationship or almost always. In the context of relationship, either relationship with God, or relationship with another person, or relationship with that which comes from God. That is, the way your relationship with God is, or the way you relate to certain people, or the way you relate to that which emanates from God. Nyankupa so when you look at what are the different instances the Bible calls people fools or, or talks about foolishness, what you see, you see, you see this thing. What you see is that it is it is when uh, please listen carefully. 
It is when you don't demonstrate, all right, the capacity, all right, to recognize, all right, you don't show that you are able to recognize, all right, who you are dealing with, all right, or what you are dealing with, all right. This is a very a bit academic, but uh, when you 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 know you are not able to show that you recognize who you are dealing with, all right, or what you are dealing with, all right, and because of your inability to recognize who you are dealing with, you don't you don't give the right response, all right, you don't you don't you don't treat the person. Or you don't treat that thing, all right, in the way that you should. And therefore, you lose the benefit that that encounter was supposed to bring you. Hallelujah. You lose the benefit, all right? Like the Pharisees at the time of Jesus, they could not recognize that this is the Son of God. And they could not benefit from Jesus and the, and the power and the glory that he had brought to the earth. Hallelujah. Except for one or two of them. That's the kind of thing the Bible says that it's, 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 it's foolishness. Hallelujah. Like this morning, Pastor was talking about the ten virgins. And the Bible says five were fools. Why? Because they failed to recognize the significance of the bridegroom who they were going to meet and to prepare themselves adequately to make sure that they will be able to meet him when he appears. That is why they are called foolish. The Bible, for example, says that a child who fails to follow the instructions of his mother or father, the Bible says he's a fool. Are you following? You see, because that child is unable to see that these people are the reason I'm here on earth and I've lived up to this time. The Bible says when you can't, or wisdom, you see, wisdom comes from God. So when wisdom appears to you, what am I, what am I, somebody's speaking and God's wisdom is coming through it, or you're reading a book or whatever, wisdom appears to you and you are not able to discern that this is wisdom. Let me pay attention and be instructed. I will cause you a fool. As a chenye, so I can be a kwasia. As a kwasia, Bible no muye. Obia, obia oni obi fufuri nyengi tenudi na nenywa efra. Why you oni friend you onguni mpakra? classmate Obia on your building, Kitamudina. Name your friends you own Munya on your Indian Kitamudina or Bua or Dodger, Madame Hallelujah! Hallelujah! 
Amen. So, so sometimes when we come to church, we may behave like that. Because pastor may be preaching, but you don't, you can't see that this is God's wisdom coming to me, and I must, it must be valuable to me, and I must do my best to see how to make this thing produce a change, a difference, an improvement in my life. And you get up and you walk away, you forgot. By the time you get home, when anybody asks you what was preached in church, you can't even remember. You can't even remember one memory verse. One, one Bible verse, sorry. Because you didn't count it. But if somebody had given you money in an envelope, or you or, or you're supposed to come for prayer meeting and, and you don't come then you have oh you uh, you are you are you are despising that which comes from God first of all the opportunity that you have to come before God and to seek his message and his grace, you are despising it. Secondly, you are despising the gift of the Holy Spirit by which his people are speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. Amen. Now let's quickly jump to the last part of what we're talking about today. The functions of the heart, so that we can see the areas that God will be changing in us. Hallelujah. So the first one is that the heart can think. So God is going to mold you to change the way you think. So that you begin to think like him. Because that is when he can insert his thoughts into you for you to begin to function and to reveal his kingdom and his glory in this earth. Let's please. Sorry, Pastor. Let's please write down Matthew nine four and Isaiah ten verse seven. All right, please write them down and read them when you go home. Matthew chapter nine verse four 
and Isaiah chapter 10, verse 7. All right? Today we are on a speed. Uh, it's, a, it's a speedy preaching. The second thing is that the heart can desire. It has a capacity to desire. It has a capacity to, to, to want and to chase after things. Oh, see. So the second thing about God's molding of your heart is that he's going to what? Seek to change your desires. The things that you desire that are not profitable, God, through his training process, is going to what? Update your heart so that you begin to desire different things. So as God is molding you, understand that one of the things he's going to go after is the desires of your heart. Through my life, my God has been going after my my intense desires. There was was a food that I was obsessed with when I was a young boy. And it got to a point it was serious. I wasn't sure whether I loved Jesus more than the food or I loved that food more than Jesus. So when I was 15 years old, the Lord said, Don't eat that anymore. And I stopped. I just stopped. And when I married, my wife tried to get me to start eating again, but I had lost the taste. Now, when I eat it, I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Some of you telling novella. Uh, what, is the, what is the one that the, the Indians are speaking to? Which what is that one called? Kumcha. Is it Kumchacha? something. That is what God is going to come after this week. It's called Kumkumbaja. Uh-huh. Kumkumbaja. Some of us politics. 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 So if 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 uh, oh I've been in a car with somebody and I was playing preaching, the person turned the preaching off and turned the radio on politics. 
Hallelujah. So, please write down Psalm 37 verse 4 and Romans 1 verse 24. Psalm 37 verse 4 and Romans 1 verse 24. Psalm 37 verse 4 and Romans 1 verse 24. Alright. The third thing is that the heart can know, can know things, knowledge. Hallelujah. So God is going to train your heart so that he can begin to impart knowledge of himself to your heart. Hallelujah. So please write down Ecclesiastes 7, verse 21 to verse 25. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, from verse 21 to verse 25. So you see, today, if you came to church and you didn't bring your notebook or your phone to write things down, then you are missing out on some of the things. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Ecclesiastes. If you don't know how to spell it, just write ECC. When you go in your Bible, just look for the one that starts with ECC. If I start spelling it now, some people may not be able to write it down. So, chapter 7, from verse 21 to verse 25. Hallelujah. That talks about how the heart can know. Amen. So God is going to train your heart so he can impart knowledge. Knowledge. True knowledge. True knowledge. Some of the young men, you know, you know the words to speak to a young lady to take her to bed. But you don't know any memory verse apart from John 3.16. Even that one cry, if we try, you might not be able to finish it. So it means that your, the knowledge in your heart is unrighteous. Or you know all the footballers, coaches in the European League. You can mention their name, their number, the play, position they play. Last time they scored a goal, who they passed the ball to, and all of that. But you don't even know Matthew, Mark. If you say, what's the book that comes after Mark? You don't know. Hallelujah. Amen. 
revelation. So the knowledge in your heart is vain, vanity, and God wants to change that so that you can begin to live. Because Bible says that keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. You think you are living, you haven't started living yet. Number four, the heart can discern. So discern means that you, you can make a distinction. You can you can you can you can distinguish between good and bad, right and wrong, what is appropriate and what is inappropriate. So God is going to train your heart. To discern, you can discern what is of God, what is not of God. You can discern what is right and what is wrong. You can discern when you should stop and when you should move. You can't. God is going to teach your heart to discern so that you can walk with Him. Hallelujah. So Ecclesiastes 8, 5 says that whosoever keepeth the commandment shall feel no evil thing and a wise man's heart discerns both time and judgment. So it says that your, your heart can be taught by God to discern both time and judgment. It means your heart will discern and know the time for certain things and the time when not to do certain things. Hallelujah. Your heart will discern and know the seasons of God. The seasons of your life. You will know what season your life is in. You must know the seasons of your life. So the times. And then he says, and judgment. That is your decisions. Your heart will discern what is the right decision to make. He says, certain wisdom from God can be imparted to your heart to let you know and your heart to discern time and judgment. Dem adi, dem I bring or dem here, dem adi, 
near the Mabrin or them here. And now, young coupon botum at it, a commando, young coupon pedal, or Titsuwa commando, and a bibi de Wenima or there. It take a decision, it's a whoopie. And I dear order a year potting for home. I say, in tea in a commando and who won for super brave. I order Yamakon, my young couple, or Titsi a commando. Hallelujah. Amen. And the last one is that the heart can believe or doubt. The heart can believe or doubt. Mo Ochadra, a commando, or botum, Wajedi, Wajedia from Anasu, a commando, or botum. And Hallelujah. Please write down Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. Romans 10, 9 and 10. It's about believing in your heart before you can be saved. And Mark 11, 23. Mark 11, 23. Jinyan kuponiti anaji Yesu Christo diwa wakumam. Na eko maka so itzir bibi akuni yim du edonu ebasane edonana na nusu akasa yapde wakumano baya ntanta. Hallelujah. Amen. So, God is going to seek to train you this year. In order to change you. And he will come after your heart. Hallelujah. And, and, and he's going to deal with these five things among others. One, the way you think. Offer the things you desire, the knowledge you have, your ability to discern, and then he's going to teach you to believe him. So by the time his molding is advanced, you notice that your thinking is changing. Your desires are changing. You begin to know things that actually matter. It becomes easier to take decisions because you, your discernment has sharpened. And then you grow in your faith and your trust in Him. So this year, allow God to deal with your heart. So he can change you. 
Because if your heart does not change, your life will not change. Your heart must yield to change this year. That God may be glorified in us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's please rise to our feet. And begin to talk to God. That Father, I yield my heart to you. I yield my heart to you. Talk to God. I yield my heart to you. Train my heart, O oh God. Mold me. Teach my heart your ways. Make my heart a heart that is after you. A heart that seeks you. A heart that seeks you. A heart that wants to know you. A heart that desires the true knowledge of God. A heart that despises vanities. A heart that does not pursue vain things. Change my heart, O God. That my heart may become a heart that you you are pleased with. That my heart will be a heart that you are pleased with. That your delights and your pleasures will be found in my heart. I yield my heart to you, O God. To your training. To your dealings. To your molding. That you may be glorified in me. That you may be glorified in us. That we may be a people that represents you. The grace that you have given for us to change, Lord. Let that change be deep in my heart. May that grace work impactfully and effectively in me. As the Apostle Paul said, that the grace of God work mightily in him. So, Lord, let this grace of change work mightily in my heart to produce a dramatic transformation. A dramatic transformation. That your grace that you have poured upon this church this year will not be in vain. May that grace be mighty and effective in my heart, O God. Father, may no day pass by where you, my heart does not change and become better. May I not lose one day. May no day go by that is lost. Where change didn't take place in my heart. Oh God. May I take full advantage of the grace of change that you have released unto your people at this time. Father, may I have a heart that is changed. A heart that, is glor- that glorifies you. A heart that seeks you and seeks your ways. Train my heart, Lord. Mold me. Deal with my heart, O God. That my heart may be pure and undefiled in your sight. Deal with me, O God. Deal with me, O God. Yeah, we are still praying. 
regarding the hand 